This week, I had the opportunity to talk to former Leeds and Forest Green manager David Hockaday. Here's how it went. I'd have signed the players that I wanted to sign. I'd have got um, Van Dijk. Now, obviously, Virgil Van Dijk now would have looked a great signing, but uh, what came as a surprise was the fact that he wanted me to be the head coach as opposed to the first team coach. There was a lot of things I wasn't happy with, uh, but at the end of the day, I'd been offered the head head coach's role at Leeds United which is just a massive, massive club and it was a massive opportunity and I went in fingers crossed hoping that the players would be good enough. Having experienced just three and a half seasons in management at non-league Forest Green, what's your initial reaction when the club decided Leeds United came calling? Um, well that makes me, me laugh because everybody sort of um, seems to put a lot of import on me being at Forest Green. Um, before that I was at Southampton in the Championship and before that I was at Watford in the Championship and the Premiership and yet everybody seems to put a lot of importance on the Forest Green so having been at Watford uh, in the Premier League and the Championship and then being the first team coach and getting promotion ironically against Leeds United in the playoff final beating them 3-0 at Millennium and then having been the first team coach at Southampton it didn't come, it didn't come as a surprise to me uh, what came as a surprise was the fact that he wanted me to be the head coach as opposed to the first team coach. Um, I got a phone call, would I be interested in having a chat? Uh, I had three long chats with uh, the owner, um, twice in London, once in Manchester. Um, and on the back of that, he, he offered me the, the, the head coach role, which was a, a very pleasant surprise. Were there any reservations you had when you offered the job, especially considering the reputation of Massimo Cellino. Yeah, lots. Um, but what he'd done is he's he's very clever insofar as he wants people who, who don't come in, or he wanted somebody who is going to come in as his head coach, not in a great position of power. So he didn't want a big name. He wanted somebody that he could impose his will on, and I'll explain that. Um, so there was a lot of things I wasn't happy with, uh, but at the end of the day, I'd been offered the head, head coach's role at Leeds United which is just a massive, massive club, and it was a massive opportunity. And I went in, fingers crossed, hoping that the players would be good enough. What were your, what was the expectations presented to you when you offered the job? The expectation was survival. Um, that's my survival. So I wanted to get to the first transfer window um, and then be able to see the dust settle and see that we were we were going to be okay. Um, because what had happened was um, all of the senior pros, bar none, had been told they could go. So it was basically a youth team and a lot of um, disaffected senior pros, which is just the worst um, possible scenario. So I went in uh, pre-season, had a chat with all of the senior pros who'd been told they could all go, so they weren't very happy. Um, took them away pre-season tour, somehow, some way. Got a lot of the young guys involved, so the Charlie Walkers, the, the, the Lewis Cooks, all these 16, 17-year-old kids. Got them involved. Um, had a very good pre-season and started the season with um, a, a bit of a question mark as to who was going to stay, who was going to go. And all the time, I was recommending English players, good English players, um, and in his wisdom, the owner kept on bringing in Italian-based Serie B players who 
proved not to be good enough, unfortunately for me and unfortunately for the football club. So given that you were, the fact you were appointed head coach and not manager, did that mean that you had less to say? In the transfer. No, as, as the head coach, I picked a team, 100%. I picked a team, always did. He didn't affect that. There was one position that I, I knew not to go there. He had a goalkeeper who he loved, who was a great shot stopper. Um, but in the modern game where you're the 11th outfield player, um, he wasn't good enough with the foot, with the ball at his feet, but a great shot stopper, Silvestri. So he, he I kept there. I got in a lad called Taylor. Ex-Arsenal, great number two, very good goalkeeper, um, and he was helping him adjust to the English game. Um, but other than that, the head coach role in, in Europe is basically we would call the manager anyway. So um, the deal was that I picked the team, I picked the tactics. The deal was that I would recommend English-based players, I would recommend anybody, but it was obviously British-based players, uh, and he would then decide whether they came in or not. So... Um, you know, I recommended Virgil van Dijk, who was at Celtic at the time, um, and Cathcart, who was at Stoke at the time, who went to Watford. So I was, uh, and my main centre half, I wanted a lad called Mark Hudson, who was at Cardiff. I could have had him for nothing. Um, Connor Cody at Liverpool, a young kid. I wanted him as my holding midfield player. I can go through some great names. Billy Sharp, I brought for nothing. So I, I recommend a lot of good players. Um, and he kept on bringing in these Italian based players who, who, were three weeks behind in their conditioning and weren't good enough. The only one that stayed since since I was there is Berardi, who uh, has has calmed down a little bit. But he got, I think, he had got sent off twice in my very short time there. Um, so I inherited a, a bundle of laughs, and the clock was ticking all the time. And I was just hoping and praying that the pl that the players he was bringing in would be good enough. And to be perfectly honest, they weren't. Do you think that you could have benefited from a director of football, a sporting director, maybe a middleman between you and the chairman? In terms yeah, of transfers? Um, we did have one, but it was his man. So everything was in his favour. To be fair, when he finally got rid of me, he apologised and said, listen, the players I brought in aren't good enough, so I've let you down, but I, I need to let you go. So um, that was a very brief conversation. Um, but he had his own director of football, somebody who was based in Italy, um, who didn't really know the English game. And what he did say was, at the end, he had underestimated the English Championship and he'd overestimated the Italian Championship, Serie B. Do you feel that you were given the appropriate resources to succeed at Leeds? Absolutely not. Um, he gave me the opportunity, which I would be forever grateful. I was allowed to bring one staff member. We had one, I was just having a chat with you before, we had one analyst, which is shocking, uh, we weren't able to be getting any footage of upcoming opposition, so I was going into games blind. So we talk about Bielsa now having had all the information he's got and sending spies to watch um, the opposition in training. I literally had the reverse of that, the opposite of that. I had nothing. So I was going in there. I had one strength and conditioning coach. We didn't have any food after after training. Um, it was a it was a mess. Um, it was literally starting from ground zero. And he needed somebody had me. We had some good results. We had some tight results. Um, and unfortunately for me, I couldn't quite get to. I wanted to get to the first transfer window. Um, Italian, Italian, uh, Italian, uh, international break. If I had got then, and then had two weeks to get the Italian-based players up to some sort of fitness levels, 
then we might have had a chance. Um, but it wasn't to be. It seemed that every game that we played was on Sky. Um, yeah, I could feel the cameras on me and every twitch and every nuance. Um, I had an absolute ball. I loved what I did. I didn't f ever, ever feel um, overawed by the club or the occasion. It's a massive club. Um, the only thing was, the hardest job was, was managing up. And that's what I had to do. Um, and I didn't get the players that were good enough to allow me to, um, to stay in the job long enough. Of course, a lot of people forget the season before you arrived. I'm not sure if you're aware, the average squad at each was 25.9 years. And during your short tenure, um, it actually changed to an average squad age of 23 years old. Given that, and the, fa and the fact that the club turned over a 6.6 million pound profit in that summer, do you think that you weren't given enough time to? Yeah, he should have given me more time because the people he brought in in that season wouldn't have done any, didn't do any better than I would have done. Um, when I came, as I say, we had Sylvester, the goalkeeper. I'd uh, brought Sam Byram in as a regular. Uh, Charlie Walker was about six months away from being ready. He's now at Burnley in the Premier League. Uh, we got Liam Cooper in. We had a lad called Pierce, centre-half, but I wanted a leader. I wanted to get Hudson in. Uh, I wanted to get Connor Cordy in. I brought uh, in Lewis Cook, who'd just been away with the England under-16s, I think. I brought him straight in, so he actually played, made his debut in the first league game. Um, so I made some big shouts. Uh, Alex Mowat had got himself injured uh, in the close season, so he wasn't available. Um, there was a lad called White, a racing snake, a really quick lad out on the left. So we were very, very young. Um, Suleiman Ducari uh, had come in, a young, black, um, Italian-based, he was French, but Italian-based player. So we were very, very, very young, and we were very dynamic. And to be fair, we, we played some decent stuff. Uh, and you know we played a big game against Middlesbrough who were the favourites and beat them 1-0 at Ellen Road so we weren't far off it and we were yeah we were incredibly young and we had uh, the big um, player who signed for Fulham for 11 and I saw nothing of that so I was given less than nothing and we were still making a fist of it with a very very young and potentially very exciting team What does it feel like to be under pressure as a manager and do you think as a footballing society we're a bit too gung-ho with our judgments as managers? Um, I've been in football since I was 17 um, so I've played, coached, managed, head coach whatever you want to call it so pressure it, it, you just get used to it so you know it, the next game, the next game, the next game you're only as good as your last game so you, you, you become very very tough uh, becoming inured to it um, and you, as I say, you become, you, you know who your friends are um, and you know how to look after yourself. Um, we are 